Hey, everybody, it's Dave here. We have Jonas way over there on the far end. Flip Mozzie, you can see his background. He's in the living room watching this heart attack game. And this is one that makes you all drink. At least does me. Every game's a heart attack. I know. Every bad, game. It's just driving I've had us crazy. 400 heart attacks all on <laughs> Sunday. Fucking oh. ridiculous. Oh, the guy just use a French flag for the fans, for the defense fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Maginot line. Mm -hmm. Billy, we're asking that question ourselves. Where is the defense? All right, I'm going to get this sucker going with the roll in real quick. Everybody hold their breath. We're inside two minutes. Win or lose. Join us on Climbing the Pockets, the final score. Hey, everybody. We're back. Well, we're getting ready to start the last two minutes. Hopefully of a... Oh. Winning game. That was a strip sack. Okay, good. Ah, the best still have it. Yeah, damn it. As you can see, Jonas, all the way from Germany, has a faster feed on this game than we do. Flip and I are watching streaming off of Sunday Ticket, and we are behind. But that's no problem. Oh, we appreciate you that. Got to be Jonas. And after the sack, uh, they almost got him again, and then Field stunted off to wide open David Montgomery, who got a first down. Got to be kidding. Oh! Oh! oh. Well, you gotta tell us. This is something. Yeah, the ball. Fucking ball! Let's go! No! And then Denzler just stripped the ball out of Emir Smith Marset's hand and just took it away. It's a fumble and like it's a direct recovery because Denzler just ripped it out of out of Smith Marset's hands. What is happening? Oh. <laughs> hey, right all. Welcome to the show. Yes, this is exhausting. You got that one. All right. <laughs> and now we get to watch it. Boom. There it goes. Dantzler strip. Got it. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. my God. Make a tackle. Vikings yes! going to win. Yes! Going to win. Yes! Going to win. Yes! <laughs> and you get flips. Delayed reaction. Be closer, Tiny Dantzler. Gets Flip Mozzie, the great Flip Mozzie's reaction to Dantzler stripping that ball from Amir oh, oh, oh. Smith Marset. Oh. 
which should seal this game for the Vikings. How many timeouts do the Bears have? Still should just one. They just got one. It's the victory formation, baby. It's the victory. Yeah, they just used W. Four and one. Double zeros right now for me. So game's over, baby. And let's go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Where in the world is Tanishka? Um we She's are like waiting. That Vikings defense. She's asleep. <laughs> Damn. Damn, what do you mean by one, David? Oh, one timeout. I appreciate that, buddy. Appreciate it. Victory formation. This is going to work. The Vikings win. Vikings win. Vikings win. They are four and one and two games up on every team in the division. How about that? You know, it's hard. It's hard doing a post game show. I think during the game, I know I'm going to do the show. I uh-huh. take notes. The third quarter comes along. I get really upset. And now, whether it's a double doink or a, a strip to win the game, just mm-hmm. how do you even? How do you even? talk about all the good things and the bad things that happen in this football game. The highest of highs, the lowest of lows. It's a roller coaster every Sunday. Which is... How are we 4-1? Rydell's got How are we 4-1? I mean, after the Bears came back in this game, we knew that the only way the Vikings would win would be an extremely funny way. And and it's Emir it's Emir Smith Marset who lost the football who got poached by the Bears from the Vikings, like you can't you just can't make this stuff up, you uh-huh. just can't. Mm-mm. We got Mateo, we got Dan, we got G Mac, Mary Fisk, y'all. We it's a W. Vikings win twenty nine to twenty two. Uh-huh. So we gotta start with highlights. Dave, what is your highlight from the Week 5 win over the Bears? The first half. <laughs> the Viking, Kirk Cousins was 17 for 17. Justin Jefferson was 130-some-odd yards. And that's got to be it, the first half. That's it. That's all you got to say. E- easy. Uh, Jones, I, it's, what about it's, you? I mean, after that, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this first half was probably the best we have seen Kirk Cousins play like in, I don't know how many years in his in his career maybe. Now, I mean, yeah, it was just bad. it was just perfect. It was so sharp. It was it wasn't always difficult, but it was just so sharp. He didn't make any mistakes, and then you have that second half, and and everything just goes off the rails, and it like. You cannot, you cannot explain this stuff, but I think um, you really saw why the Bears shouldn't be two and two, uh, two and two, and why they were two and two. Like 
both of these things in the same game because uh, they played a lot of bad uh, teams so far and uh, they, so have we they've got yeah so have we <laughs> yeah same yeah same but uh, you see you saw what happens if uh, they face something competent you just saw what happens uh, in the first half and then uh, you also saw what happens uh, what happened over the last few weeks because they they have good mentality uh, going on right now under uh, Matt Eberfluss. You have to give him that, but it's just not a good football team. I don't disagree. But the Bears, so, they, they showed fight. So the highlight for me is I'm doing players. I'm not doing first half. The highlight is Justin Jefferson. It's easy. It was mostly in the first half, but for him to have what I think was 11 catches, 140 yards. 12. The, oh, you're talking in the first half. Yes. Yes. I think it was at 134 by the first half. For him to simply be the offense was amazing to see. It really does work when you're playing against the inferior teams. You don't need to jazz it up. You can literally just throw him the ball and... Kirk Cousins, 17 for 17, was built on top of that. Now, I'm not taking credit away from Kirk Cousins. That was the best half of football I've ever seen him played. Kevin O'Connell came out with a great game script, great play calling, great game plan to, to have it up-tempo, no huddle early in that game. All very good things that led to the success of that offense. Justin Jefferson being at the center was amazing. That's my highlight. That's the only big thing that I'm going to take into this week is how great Justin Jefferson is because the rest of it is confusing as hell. <laughs> well, he ended up with 12 catches for 154 yards. Uh, no touchdowns because that one was called short, but I'll take that sort of day any day of the week. He had a great day today. Absolutely. Yeah. So is Tanishka coming or not? She's trying. Her internet crashed. She's trying to get the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Um, uh, let's do low lights. Jonas, what's your low light? I mean, after saying the first half was the highlight, you could choose the boring answer to just say the second, second half was the low light. But I'm going to say... I'm not only I'm not saying it's the defense, it was the special teams because uh I think a lot of the stuff that happened on defense wasn't new in this season. But being so bad on special teams like they were today, uh that's that was surprising because they were very good on special teams mm -hmm. so far this season. And today it it was just all around bad. They had bad returns on in the first half, even on the first play, uh, where uh, Nwangu was stopped at like the 12 or 13 yard line. Mm -hmm. um, they had that botched punt. They had the block kick. Like you just cannot make that many mistakes on special teams. You just you just can't do that. And I think as much as we are rightfully criticizing the defense right now, we have to 
uh, we have to use that same energy for the special teams because, in my opinion, they were like the most important uh, part that brought the uh, Bears back into this game. Without this special team's performance, this is not getting close. I buy it off on that. That's nice so logic and sound. So, so that's your vote, Dave, the special teams? Well, uh, the defense's <laughs> inability to stop anybody, uh, that irritates me to no end. And that we got to figure yeah. out something on the defense. They've got to yeah. get more pressure. They did get, you know, Daniil Hunter got a sack today. But we've got to do something that back in the coverage guys and seeing Sullivan get beat like three or four times today, I got sick of it. The defense needs to figure out what it's going to do, period. Or we're not going to make it through the good teams. Well, well, they're not. I, they just look unathletic right now. And there, there's no contain on Justin Fields. There's no ability to stay with these receivers. When we blitz... The blitz does not the, the blitz doesn't hit and it just leaves the back end outmanned and outmatched. It's an easy pitch and catch every time we blitz. I don't think there's a solution to it. I just think that if you're gonna go through a season where your first round draft pick is out for the year, your second round draft pick inactive once again, and who knows if those guys can actually even play. We haven't even seen that. So it's going to be bad. It's going to be like this all year. They're going to go against better teams. You think Justin Fields had a day scrambling? We've still got Josh Allen on the schedule. We've still got uh, Cooper. <laughs> I'm about to say Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush on the schedule. <laughs> very it, well me. I'm just saying, like, Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush, there is no solution for the defense, and that's the biggest problem with this team. Um not able to generate pressure with four, not able to cover and match athleticism on the outside, not able to just do fundamental tackling and fundamental contain. So many issues are just going to result in a 2022 season where we just have to outscore these teams. The offense did it today in the first half. I'm not going to lie, that second half, just pissed me off because you know the offense has to keep that up, and I saw them take the foot off the gas. Raymond, that's why uh, Jonas picked the special teams as his low light of today. They had their worst game mm -hmm. of the season. Part of that's leaving nine points off the board. Yeah, we could have easily yeah. used that. Uh, that's that's you know, hey, but they won. They came back. Kirk Cousins got another fourth quarter comeback under his belt. The Vikings went down and scored thanks to a penalty. Good penalty. I like that. I'll take him any day of the week. And the Vikings hold on. That strip sat or that strip by Tiny Dantzler of Amir Smith Marset. They held on. We now are four and one and two games up on every team in this division at least. You know, big time. Three that, and zero in the NFC huge. North. When's the last time the Vikings have started three and zero in the NFC North? That's um something. Our stack guy. I'm not sure if we have a stack guy yet. 
but Dave is working on getting us a stack guy for the show. <laughs> we need one. Um, it's it ha- Didn't Zimmer sweep the division one year? Oh, I think he did. That's right. I, we probably went, what, nine and seven with a division sweep. <laughs> I <made it. laughs> 2014, Bonnie Jean says, it's been a while. So you have it's to enjoy this. Four and one, you know, we're the second or best, third best team record-wise in the NFC. We're leading the NFC North, and we've got a game against Teddy Bridgewater next week. I want to know. Maybe. 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 I want to know questions. If Dave or Jonas or me, I have questions for the fans. The fans have questions. Let's just do a whole little Q&A about this game right now. Is this sustainable? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. just no. No. You, no. You get, the thing is, normally, if you're in one-score games, you usually tend to be 500 in those games. And uh-huh. the Vikings are three and O's, and that's not going to... They won't be able to keep that up. They have to put opponents away. They can't go through all those uh, those uh, one score games. You just you just can't keep that up. Yeah, I think I, I think for me, you know, football is a game of matchups. So uh, I have to when you ask if is it sustainable. I have to look at who is left on the schedule, or let's just say the next three games. So, so can we perform the same way we have over the next three games? I think they might be able to. The Dolphins, it's a road game, and I don't think we have anybody who can match up with those wide receivers, so that's going to be an issue. But well, then we don't we know have, who's going to play quarterback. Because we don't know who's going to play quarterback. Two is out, and will probably still be out. Teddy went yeah. out today with a concussion, so we don't know if right. he's going to be available. So that that seems sustainable. The Cardinals, you know, we'll see how they look today. Um, I I think they're playing the Eagles today. So, you know, if if Kyler Murray is able to continue to scramble and keep plays alive, that's something the Vikings defense struggles with. See you. And then we have, and then we have at the Commanders. So if you're asking me, can the Vikings go two and one? Over the next three games, we'll be sitting here six and two. I can't say no to that. It's really just about why are we looking at win-loss record versus we need to start just crushing some of these teams because we should crush the Commanders. We should crush the Cardinals, and we should crush the Miami Dolphins if this team is serious because that team might not have its starting or its backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. So... So sustainability is a different question than is this team a contender? That's kind of the key issue that I think all Vikings fans are struggling with right now. Uh, Mary says hats off to Cousins. He did not completely, I added or completely <laughs> fold. That is correct. Okay. That is good. We, there was a good question that we missed up here. I want to come back to it. Is it about if, our tight ends? Yeah, Aiden asks, why do our tight ends blow? You know, I was really happy 
with the game today and the tight end usage today because they just they're like, okay, y'all got y'all are blockers. You guys block. Er Smith had a key block on a touchdown. Johnny Munt had a key combo block on a touchdown. Those are the things that I'm looking for from our tight ends. I'm not looking for them to contribute as receivers right now because it's not that they blow. It's just that our other options, Dalvin Cook, Alex Madison, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, they're just better than our tight ends right now when it comes to the pass game. Mm -hmm. Alejandro says Irv had a good game. Irv Smith logged four catches for 42 yards. That's like, like he got a couple of first downs. Mm -hmm. I don't, I need to see more from Irv. Continue. Another question, Jonas, this one's for you. Defensive coach coming from Mary. Is he responsible for how the defense is playing or is this an issue with the talent on the field? I think it's kind of both. I think one thing that Kevin O'Connell does way better than uh, Ed Donatel right now is adjusting to the players he has. It's always a challenge if you come in as a new coaching staff with a team that was mostly uh, assembled by the old regime because this team is assembled for that system. And I think... O'Connell did adopt a lot of stuff that they did previously, which I think was a bit easier for him because uh, those schemes were uh, related to each other. So you can just take some stuff and and it works in that offense. Uh, for Donatel, it was a completely diff. It's a completely different system and you have to have completely different players to play this system well and right now I think Donata is a bit too hellbent on playing his stuff and his concepts which can work if he has the right personnel for it but right now he still has mostly Mike Zimmer personnel so you can't just come in and do completely different stuff and uh, expect this to work because right now I think a lot of players are not in the position to uh, to be as successful as they can be. There are, there are some players who are a little bit better suited for this defense. I think one example is DJ Warnum, but otherwise most of the starters especially uh, are better suited for the type of defense Mike Zimmer was playing. And right now you have Harrison Smith a lot of deep. Uh, you have him deep a lot of the time and you rarely see him around the box, which is one of his biggest strengths. You see Daniel Hunter a lot in coverage, uh, especially on third downs. You just can't have... Daniel Hunter in coverage on third and long. You have to use him as a pass rusher because that's where he is the best. And I think this is what Donatello needs to figure out how to do kind of his stuff, but put his players, which aren't perfect for a system, in a position that at least somehow suits them. And I think that's the biggest issue for the defense right now. It's also that the talent on this defense is aging. 
you just can't see that Harrison has lost a little bit of step. Uh, Kendrick's definitely lost step. You can't see that, and that's normal. And uh, it's definitely not the most talented defense you have, but I think this defense and the talent of, on this defense can play better if you put them in positions that suit them. And I think right now Donatello has not figured that out. Okay, I've got a question for yeah. you, buddy. Are we well, seeing improvement game to game? Have we improved in each of these games from game well, one to game five? Well, I think on the defensive side of the ball, I actually disagree with you, Jonas. I, I, I do think it's a little bit of both, like you said. But Donatello playing with a scheme without his guys, that's just a lame excuse. That's terrible. because Because number one, they didn't have to bring back Daniil Hunter. They didn't have to bring back Patrick Peterson. And you can argue that, sure, they tried to draft some players on the back end. And because those players are not, not ready to go, sure, there's going to be some issues in the secondary. But they brought in Jordan Hicks. They brought in Harrison Phillips. And our rush defense still sucks. They brought in Zadarius Smith. And our pass rush still sucks. So if they're going in and they're and they're bringing in new players who don't fit Ed Donatel's scheme, that's a big problem for me. And then number two on the other side, you got these players, Donatel, for you to just run your scheme and then just wait until 2023 until you have better players who or players who fit your scheme. That's bullshit. I mean, if Daniel Hunter isn't working out as an outside linebacker, find more ways to line him up in a three-point stance. If if Eric Kendricks is being asked to do to 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 do what he hasn't been doing over the last seven years, why don't we just have Eric Kendricks what he's been doing do what he's been doing over the last seven years? Because he's been very effective doing that. So the the player versus scheme fit is an easy thing for me. The scheme needs to change to fit these players. And, and no, that was basically what I was saying. Yep. That well, was basically well, no, what I but, was saying. But that's not an excuse for Donatello. I didn't say it was an excuse. And, and they didn't have to sign those players. They didn't. They didn't have, why, why would you sign Zadarius Smith just to get three pressures a game from, from what, who's a person who's supposed to be an elite pass rusher? Why would you bring Daniil Hunter back if you're going to put him in? A situation where he's not set up to succeed. That's a huge issue with the defense. That 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 he wants them to adapt to his system versus he adapt to their strengths. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. I and like I said, I don't see it getting better because Dave, to your question, it hasn't gotten better over the last five weeks. It's been. It was great in week one. It was great the first half today, but it was like, let's be honest, the Bears were dropping passes. They weren't seeing open receivers. Um, It's just a huge mess on that side of the ball. It's going to take both new talent, and it might take a new coordinator as well. Interesting. Well, I do say the offense has improved points-wise. They scored 23 in the first one, seven in the second one. Against who, um, though? 
23 against Green Bay, 7 against Philly, 28 against Detroit, 28 against New Orleans, and 29 today against Chicago. So that's improvement? Theoretically, you're scoring more points. Literally. The Seahawks have put up 32 against New Orleans today. I know. It's got got up there. Mm -hmm. And New Orleans put up, what, 39. So Yeah. So maybe our defense is better than I think it is. Maybe I need to go easier. But (laughs) it's just like we know that the other shoe is going to drop. That's funny, G-Mac. You know it will never, ever, ever happen. Oh, why not? Vin would coach this defense up. Oh, I guarantee he would. But there's no way the organization's going to bring him back. But even like a Zimmer disciple, because, wow, this Ed Donatel guy, man, I'm I'm telling you, if D'Amico Ryans wasn't already a defensive coordinator, that's, that's the type of – you can't name three players on that San Francisco defense and they still play lights out every weekend. So at Miami next weekend, what are the early predictions? Not met, maybe not necessarily win or loss or score, but what do you think that is going to happen in that game? What can we count on from the Vikings? What do you think, Jonas? Oh, um, first of all, I think Teddy Bridgewater will be the quarterback because uh, I think I read that he basically uh, cleared the concussion protocol and that and just wasn't able to return because of that new rule that was set up. And uh, so I think he's going to be back. But um, yeah, I think... We're going to have our hands full with this receiving call because, like, there's nobody who can match that. And especially the speed is going to be a huge problem for our defense. Um, I'm curious to see if the Dolphins do a lot of underneath stuff because that's usually what hurt the Vikings the most. And that's also what Teddy Bridgewater is best at. And uh, you have Donatel playing this quarters defense. So going deep is probably not going to work that well. So I'm curious to see how the Dolphins are going to use Hill and Water because uh, I think you can do a lot of damage if you just uh, if you just run a lot of uh, quick outs and uh, mesh concepts and that stuff. If you do that with those fast receivers, you're going to see a lot of yards after catch. And I think it's it's going to be very hard for the Vikings. And even with Bridgewater at quarterback, I, I'm not sure if I would pick the Vikings as favorites in this game. I don't know. Ooh, good question. I I hope our offense can score more points. That's what I got to wish for. And then our defense holds. But I agree with Jonas. We're going against a fast bunch of receivers, and they could be taken advantage of. So 
We'll see. But it means at least we enter the our buy at four and two. And if you would have started at the beginning of the season and said, hey, would you take four and two at the buy? Everybody would say yes. Absolutely. Freddie says Miami's favored by two. Okay. So on a neutral yeah, field, it's relatively even. Vikings four, four and two is only acceptable if two plays. We we got to start asking more of this team. They're well, four and one. We got to oh. hey, start winning championships. Yeah, I mean, four, four and two is unacceptable if Tua doesn't play. We all now, remember I in 2016 when they started 6-0 and then didn't make the playoffs. And why are we treating why are we treating the Dolphins like they're the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, we gotta because they've been playing a lot better. Well, we we've been playing better too. If you look at our win loss record, so well the Dolphins the are thing, playing too. The things that the Vikings need to clean up are not difficult things, and. As these things linger from week to week, that ultimately is the problem with this team. Like, we know the defense has been bad. They continue to struggle. We know the offense is, is, has to be the, the team that leads this team that wins. And they're allergic to 30 points. Just allergic. <laughs> Whenever they get to 28, 29, they just stop. They just stop. They're like, no, we can't. And that has to stop. So to win against the Dolphins is to see this team improve. And we expect the team to improve because this is all just bullshit reasons we're talking about. This game was close for bullshit reasons. The London game was close for bullshit reasons. So stop with the bullshit, Minnesota, and play a complete game. Yes, Steve, we've had some luck on our side. You can't knock that. We had some ref, we had some refs on our side too. Yeah, over the last few games, but what that's what we're saying. We want we want the Vikings to play better, play to their potential. If Kirk Cousins can take it today and take the first three drives and boom, 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 why can't we keep that up the rest of the game? Right? If the defense can get a three and out, which it did today, why can't it do that the rest of the game? Those are things that we want to see come to fruition. No, you know, and there's a whole I don't, lot of people. I don't, going, I don't even think it's that, Dave. I think it's like tackle them when you're up by three scores. Tackle them. I think it's make your field goals when you're up by three scores. That's all we're asking. I'm not making a big ask here. <laughs> it, it, it's not. It, it's, it's so easy. This team is so fucking frustrating. But we got the win, so I'm going to go easy on them. <laughs> <Got> the <win. laughs> Anyways, we want to appreciate everybody that's joined us today. I do want to get you guys out of here so you have chances to join other post-game shows that I know are going on from friends of ours. And uh, we appreciate you hopping on now. Brady says the Vikings always seem to struggle, but uh, making adjustments and opponents making adjustments. Yes. And uh, Stephen, I don't know if we've been playing better. It's relatively mistake-free so far, penalties, but it's been ugly play. 
It has, but we're still yeah. winning, and part of that's luck. And so you can't. You people tell us that we're a little bit hard on the team, right? They're winning. It's all about winning. Well, that's going to bite some people in the butt when they stop winning because the team isn't adequate enough to do that. We want them to be adequate enough. That's what we're demanding, that they get good enough to win championships. And do you think this team today could be able to do that? No. Hopefully, by the time we get to that point in the season, it's yes. The answer is yes. But we've got a long way to go, folks. Uh, rejoice in the fact we are 4-1. and one. We are two games up in our division. That is a very, very good thing. It's a great start to Kevin O'Connell's uh, tenure as head coach, and we hope it continues. Any last words, Jonas? And I want to thank you for staying up and watching this with us all yes, the way sir. from Germany. I just want a game which I can watch halfway relaxed because <laughs> the last few weeks just have been not gonna like happen. it was. It, yeah, I know, I know, but it's. I I was really close to thinking it would happen today because it was just so good early on. But well, it's the Vikings, and uh, yeah, we're gonna see it just the same way next week. Flip, any last words? It it certainly looks like a competitive rebuild. And I will give the Vikings credit for that. Yes. Um, I think the biggest disappointment today was that Andrew Booth didn't play. You know, he was inactive again. This is an opportunity for him to get some some real experience against a a, a not so great offense. And sure, like we definitely want him to play next week, but that's going to be trial by fire. So that was a little concerning for me looking ahead. Ultimately, <laughs> I do I do like the experience this team is getting in close games and pulling out close games. Mm-hmm. Tons to improve, but hopefully later on in the season, if they're down by three points, they won't blink. If they're down by six points, they won't blink. So I, it... I'm optimistic from the standpoint that every game is going to be close. That's good against the good teams, and that's tough against the bad teams. But they find a way to win, so skull bikes. What do we say, guys? Till next time. Skull, baby. Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a Climbing the Pocket and SB Nation's Daily Norseman broadcast. Skull, everybody. <laughs>